previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Okay, and what do you teach? I teach educational technology. And when people hear that, they immediately ask the next question, which is, what's that? And <laughs> um, You don't know me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just because I had it written down here. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. Hello. <laughs> we, we have to find a name for this threesome here. Uh, the the threesome. Now, the calm th- down. <laughs> okay. What? Well, Simon's excited because he's out of the closet. Yay. Big news. Hey. Big news of the day. Out of the closet and into a threesome. That's <laughs> what we like. Hey, now. <laughs> Family show. Family show. So he's excited to actually just be with other people, I think. Yep. It's amazing. Happy Summer Littles 3.1 day, everyone. Another amazing, amazing thing happening today. August has a holiday. It's our holiday. It's so today. why are we doing a podcast on a holiday? Because it's fun. Well, and we did a podcast on our wedding day. And so. on Christmas. <laughs> and on, <did laughs> yes, we, no, Christmas did. Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Close Eve. enough. We're Close hard enough. workers. <laughs> well, we know the whole like, if you want to get a podcast started, you need consistency. Even yes. though I had people screaming at me like Bob Walsh and I think it was Ed Butt. Like, what are you doing, man? Just yeah. take the day off. Blah, you know, blah, blah. we also come from a world where we, we, we don't get holidays we off. don't get holidays off nice. so, we're used to working yeah. on holidays so <laughs> it's okay but what a great day the vibe everything's good i hope everyone can stay safe out there today we've we've had unfortunately uh, some venues had to cancel and switch at the last minute and all that stuff so we just we want to wish everyone a happy happy summer of littles 3.1 day but please be safe and have a good time and yeah do what you have to do yeah virtual is great yeah and we have that yeah. option. So. Uh, yeah, amazing. So, amazing. But, but we will, from here, be heading down to Hurley's on 48th Street in Manhattan between, I guess it's Broadway and 8th. Broadway and 8th. Yeah, right there, right near mm-hmm. Times Square. Mm-hmm. So if you happen to be in the area and you're listening to this, come on down starting at 5 o'clock. going to be a good time. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Roxy, you had a quick thank you first. Yes. You wanted to start the show with that. Everyone, thank you so much for the birthday wishes and shout outs and love. And it was a great day. I spent most of the day on my rock chair thank you chuck (laughs) (laughs) and uh, she's 92 yeah and then you know i was trying to conserve my energy for dinner we we went out at like seven at night which is unusual for us for a 92 year old yes um so i had to conserve my energy and i'm (laughs) glad i did your energy was dinner were you cycling whilst eating like what's (laughs) no no just like the idea of being out in the world and not sitting on my couch and and having a beverage (laughs) she had a amazing chocolate Uh, martini the iconic chocolate martini we went to max brenner's uh, down near union square and it was so great. I had the chocolate martini. I had a farmer's quinoa salad. I know that's like healthy and weird. And why are you doing that on your birthday? But I don't know. I just, I saw it and it sounded good. And then our dear friends invited us to, to the, players the Players Club, Club, which was really awesome. Which is a private club here in Manhattan that you have yes. to be invited to. Yes. And I, it's I, exclusive. It's exclusive. Excuse <laughs> me. And ironically, that's the friend actually that started that website, that business with the college, with the high school athletes yeah. where they recruit and everything and also the the woman to whom he is related by marriage is part of bonfire falls which we play on the podcast oh yes yes she's the violinist fiddle player i guess Mm -hmm. and vocalist of Mm -hmm. course Mm -hmm. for the bonfire falls yeah great people they took us there it was a great night super chill 
And thank you all for the the well wishes. All right. Well, now we have to get into the big news. It's a, a couple days old now, but since we have a professional on staff here at the Loyal Littles podcast, mm-hmm. Simon, we couldn't go any further. And just so everyone can understand that we are an equal opportunity sports wise here on the Loyal Littles podcast. And even <laughs> me as a casual fan, I know this is a huge impact. Can we go into Messi? I mean, Lionel from, Messi. Yeah gone, yeah. gone from Barcelona. Do you have anything well, to say about that? Allegedly. Allegedly. Whoa. It could be. Well, it could be a power play. Oh. So basically, oh. you've got the president of Barcelona and saying that it can't be done. And both parties are blaming the uh, Spanish La Liga for the fair play rules, financial fair play rules. So it means it's like you guys have those player salary caps yeah. and things, right? That never used to really be a thing in soccer until relatively recently, but now it is. And so anyone who was on old contracts could kind of be grandfathered in. But obviously, this would be a brand new contract. So he does have to they do have to come within the salary cap. In our our world, does that mean like he's a free agent? He's a free agent right now. Yeah. All right. And last year, he said that he had like an agreement with Barcelona where he could get out if he sent them a fax. But then COVID hit and he sent the fax too late and they were like, tough, you're not going anywhere. Hmm. This year, he decided, actually, I do want to stay, but I'm a free agent. So he had to do a new contract, which meant they had to get rid of players and they had to lower their wages and their salary so they could be within this financial fair play rules. And they couldn't quite get it done. And on top of that, I believe that Barcelona is in about a billion dollars of debt. And so they could have done, I think they were going to get into the salary cap bit, but then La Liga had some deal where they could have made a bunch of money for all the clubs. But Barcelona, there's basically a lot of politics involved. And so some people say this is a power play to force La Liga to change their rules to let this happen because it's basically Barcelona saying like, well, do you want to get rid of the best player in the world that's currently in the Spanish league by not bending over backwards to try and make it work for Barcelona or not? I think it's to be decided. Oh, okay. Hmm. Breaking news for me here. I mean, probably not for our listeners who are into soccer, but I don't really. I just knew when I saw that on PTI, it led with PTI the other day and uh, when it first broke. And I even knew as a casual fan what that what he means yeah, to the huge. soccer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been there yeah. since he was like 12 or 13 or something. Wow. I mean, this would be like Michael Jordan or LeBron James in our right. basketball world. Right. You know, being. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. I, I personally hope he moves to English League, obviously. I think it'd be uh, great to see him uh, there before he, you know, he's only got a couple of years left, really. So. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, enough soccer talk. It's on. <laughs> just kidding. No, I really, I, went off, I really went off on one there. Sorry now, about that. Well, no, that's okay. Now, should we just go into hockey talk now and just let people shut the podcast off for the no i'm just kidding all right so but we do have we have some quick emails before we get to our meet the littles guests uh and some notes and mm-hmm. stuff faxes did we get a fax we never get a fax go ahead Roxy. no we don't have a fax machine <laughs> this comes from joe magnu he says omg i forgot all about bobby godfried yelling la cheesery i tried to wipe out the caps cup run being the pens fan that i am smiley face my apologies to the great bobby g And speaking of Bobby G, we heard from him as well. He was saying, I was hoping I could plug, now let me make sure I get this right, La Ligerie one more time before the season kicks off. Folks have until, listen up, Simon, folks have until 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday the 13th, yes, Friday the 13th, to register to join fellow Littles in competing for the Chatter Memorial Tree Frog Trophy in our Fantasy Premier League. If folks want to join, the easiest thing to do is reach out to me via Facebook or Twitter. I can be found in the Tony Kornheiser's Loyal Littles and the TK Smart and Funny Facebook groups and on Twitter 
at Bobby Gottfried. Come one, come all, come Simon. Good luck to everyone participating. And I'm still holding out for hope that Lace himself will grace us with his presence once again. So Simon, no pressure, but they're kind of depending on you to be in this, and we have oh no gosh. idea what we're doing. So Are we in I also no. probably wouldn't. I, I, I yeah, but I. Oh, but it could it. be fun. I know you have. Oh, better... it'd be fun. I just, but then, but then I'll get you know criticized. Yeah, for being rubbish at it. <laughs> exactly. Being rubbish. Do I want to? Do I want to take that on? You well, know? think about it. You've got another week. You've got exactly. Well, you've got six days. So okay. All right, and Simon, you had our yeah, next I've one. Yeah, right? we got we got a message from uh, good old Eric Londigan, which I know is not how you say it. No, that is how you say it. Yeah. Well, you guys always say Lonigan, don't you? Oh. Well, Chuck lets it roll off the tongue more. Oh. Yes. Um, Whereas I want to really hit every every letter in his name. Yes. Eric Alondagan. I like the way you um, say it, though. That's okay. great. Anyway, he says, obviously, we all love Eric Alondagan. <laughs> he says, I've been way behind on the podcast, so maybe we don't love him so much anymore. And I'm <laughs> catching up on episodes the last few days. The most amusing thing so far is Roxy and everyone else using the word shitter about the same time I'm starting my colonoscopy prep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> TMI? Well, maybe, but look at your logo again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's never TMI. That message was, what did, was it Christopher Giannini? Bang on. Bang on. Now, although yeah, I we, do we have... We just need to know more about his colonoscopy. Well, prep, I do think it was, know. I think it was postponed. It was. This is way too, uh, we're, we're, we're revealing too much about Eric's life, so let's just get away from that. Well, um, he wrote in and told us about his that's life. True. That's true. So, you know. And then before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, we also heard, now this is our Littles Helping Littles moment. This is amazing, in my opinion. Uh, Dina from Damascus writes in, she said, my book club this month is reading, Do You Serve Food Here? Whoa. I should see if I can get a surprise Zoom visit from the author uh yeah i bet that you could hook that up i mean how great is that i mean that is really sweet now i mean unless they just bought like one copy and they're passing, <laughs> passing it around, it around. <laughs> but no no i mean I, that and, would take and, a long time though I and again maybe like. there's only two people in the book club who knows we we, we don't have the statistical details but i, I just think that's so that's sweet really awesome that's really sweet to pick that book mm-hmm. it's great uh simon for if you don't remember that's written by another little yeah Indeed. rich Ottinger. rich Ottinger. I, have, I haven't read it though did you read it i i just thumbed through it a little bit when we had a copy i have to still get my full-time copy mm-hmm. and uh it better be autographed rich that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> all right you two lots to get to let's get to our meet the littles guest quickly and then and we will get out of here and head on over to Hurley's. But don't go anywhere, loyal listeners. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Sully from Boston. And if you're looking for a New England ESPN1 effort event, you should ship up to Boston's Hub Pub for Summer of Littles 3.1. If you can't handle the truth of a New England ESPN1 effort experience, I encourage you to search summeroflittles.com for Weathersfield, Connecticut, or for the truly desperate New York City. No matter what effort level you can handle, remember to RSVP at summeroflittles.com. This is Sully from Boston. Navarre! On the WTFC Podcast Network. Everybody loves it, they say it feels so good. 
yeah, Littles, try to contain yourself. Roxy's dancing over here. Can't think of a better song to get us all in the mood for Summer of Littles 3.1. We are being played in this episode by William Emmert, also known as Silk. That's S-Y-L-K. I just love the beat of this song. And this song is called La La. Now, if you like what you hear, you can reach him at William Scott Emmert at yahoo.com. That's William Scott Emmert, spelled E-M-E-R-T, at yahoo.com. Or he also has a YouTube channel, and you can just search for him over there. He writes in, my inspiration for this song is simple. I'm just trying to be the best that I can be in creating my own music and hope someone else will eventually like it too. Yeah, I like that attitude. And as always, we'll play the full song, La La, at the end of the podcast. Everywhere you go, that's what you show, It's now time to meet the Littles, and we have another fun one for you from the Midwest, maybe. Well, I might have to get into that. Please welcome to the podcast, Jen Irwin. Hey, Jen, how's it going? Hi, good to be here. All right, so let's get that right out of the way. Do you consider yourself from the Midwest? Yes. Okay, and you're from, tell everyone where you're from. I was going to say Vancouver, but that's a Will Bunn joke. Um, I live in Westerville, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Right. And Vancouver, Toronto, it's all the same thing, right? It's all in the Midwest. Mm -mm. (laughs) All right. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. This has been a, I I don't even remember how we found you, to be honest, but maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. Why don't you take a quick second, introduce yourself to all the Loyal Littles out there. Tell them anything you think they might want to know about Jen Irwin. Well, let's see. I am 44 years old and I have two kids and I'm divorced. And so I'm a single mom right now. And I grew up in Westerville, Ohio, but then moved to Charleston, South Carolina for a couple of years and then the eastern shore of Maryland and then came back to Ohio. So I have listened to Tony Kornheiser in several states and locations. Okay, we have to go right back there because (laughs) Charleston. Now, Roxy, you've never been to Charleston, have you? No. One of my all-time favorite cities. Wonderful place. Played there many, many times. Uh, Matter of fact, one of the cool things about Charleston for none of you listening wouldn't understand this, but in the non-union touring world, there is a venue there that pretty much they start every national tour that goes out. Are you familiar with any of that? Broadway. Which venue? I believe it was called the North Charleston Coliseum. And I don't know if that's part of a campus or whatever. But the idea is that the best part about it is when you tech a show before it goes out on the road, this is where all the elements come together, you know, the cast and the crew and the sets, the lights, sets, costumes. The lights, costumes. They all, so it takes a while. So we're usually there for at least two weeks, yeah. which was always great because, as you know, that area, it's just gorgeous. And Mm -hmm. now the sad thing is sometimes when you're in tech, you don't have that much time to do extracurricular things like go to the beach and things like that. But (laughs) at least you're still somewhere that's nice and warm and fun and depends on the year, obviously, what time of the year. Charleston has a huge arts festival every year called the Spoleto Festival in May. And so if anyone's ever down around that area that time of year, that's a wonderful thing to check out. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so now let's go back to Ohio. And that you said that's where you grew up. Where did you go to school and all that stuff? Did you go to college? Um, I went. I went to college at Ohio University. Oh, okay. And then when I graduated, I spent a year there working in like an Appalachian community doing AmeriCorps Vista. Hmm. 
And then I just wanted to move somewhere. And I looked at Wyoming, Asheville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who moved to Columbia, South Carolina. So I drove there to visit her. And while I was there, people said to me, don't move here. (laughs) They're like, it's it's hot. It's awful. You should move to Charleston. And I said, well, isn't Charleston like touristy, like Myrtle Beach? And they said, no, it's much nicer. So I drove over to Charleston for the day and I sent my parents a postcard and said, I'm going to move here. And then my girlfriend and I moved there. It was 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is interesting. So you didn't move for a job. You didn't move for a, a boy. You didn't move for anything like that. You just liked it and went. Correct. I just moved and one of my friends tagged along. So that was nice. And then she ended up coming back home for a boy but it was kind of nice to have a transitional friend. And I lived there for five years. And while I was there, I worked for several different places. But one was the town of Kiowa Island, which is interesting because the golf tournament was just there. So hearing everyone on the podcast talk about Kiowa, I actually worked for like the mayor and the municipality. So I was just familiar with the course and everything. And it is beautiful. And then I also worked for the Medical University of South Carolina. And that is where I was working when I discovered the Tony Kornheiser show. And then I met my now ex-husband in Charleston, who was a chef. And we moved to Maryland for work around 2005. And he got a job at the Inn at Perry Cabin, which has also been mentioned on the podcast. (laughs) And one time I wrote Tony a letter about them, um, how I lived there. And I remember him kind of referencing it and saying, oh, I haven't been there in a while or I should go there sometime. And this was years ago. So now it's interesting hearing them talk about the golf course there all the time, right. which wasn't there when I lived there. So I loved living in Maryland on the eastern shore, a little town called Easton. That's where all the D.C. folks would come as their re- retreat homes. But I also knew it wouldn't be like our forever home. Right. And then we... Moved back to Columbus when we wanted kind of to get a more stable job and start a family. So I was, I always say I'm really glad I left Central Ohio, and then I'm really glad I came back. Yeah. So it was nice to have my wanderlust years, and then came back here and raised my kids, which I'm really glad for. Yeah. That's so great. I've almost bought a house at least five times in Ohio. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> Oakwood, Ohio, is where I almost settled down, and it's near Centerville. I'm sh- you probably don't know where any of those places. Well, maybe I don't know. Centerville sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's right off. Gosh, I, it's, this is how long it's been. I can't. Even, I'm trying to make these I-95 type references. I believe it's right off of 70 is what I was looking for. Mm. Or no, 75, 75. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's the one. I there was you go. <laughs> anyway, but just beautiful town, beautiful country, really nice people, and it just like you said, it just seemed like a nice place to bring up families and things like that. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. Now let's go back a little bit on a scale of one to ten. How much? Because this is going to set Roxy off in a second. Oh. Now, you went to Ohio University. Correct. So how much does it annoy you about the the Ohio State University oh thing? Oh, gosh. It just makes me think less of the Ohio State fans <laughs> more than I already do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I absolutely I was 100... born in Michigan, so oh. my family oh. are Michigan fans. Gotcha. Oh. That's so funny because the guy that hired me for that theater job is from Michigan and he's a diehard Michigan fan. Oh, great. And uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, growing up in Columbus, being a Michigan fan, toughened me up and it was good for like the Cooper years. But now I just kind of keep my mouth shut because there's right. nothing to talk smack about. But yeah, the Ohio <laughs> yeah. State fans, I definitely have uh, met several that I, yeah, I just think they're 
I've, all my friends are Ohio State fans, and mm. I love them. But then the strangers I meet who are Ohio State fans usually annoy me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, they're just obnoxious about it. Like, why is it <laughs> the? Oh, like, like, they're elite or something. And I know they're a good team and a good school, but, I mean, there are plenty of other good teams and good schools out there. <laughs> I just think it's funny when people mock yeah. them now, and, like, Roxy's always like, the Wagner College. Right. That's where I went. <laughs> That's always fun. Well, it's also, you know, when those players introduce themselves, oh, yeah. you know, NFL. before the games, and yeah. that's always, mm-hmm. and now some of them are getting into that, the Florida State University. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, really, I don't know, that's just always fun. Ohio University bills itself as Ohio's first university or the original university, because mm-hmm. I believe it was founded first. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Now, what do you know about Miami University? Um, growing up, Miami University was where all the preppy kids went. Okay. And OU was kind of more hippie kids, although really at OU there was obviously all spectrum of people and sororities, fraternities. But in my mind, Miami was more, a little more high academically, but also more preppy. Sure. And very Greek. And so I chose OU because it seemed a little more laid back. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, that always, of course, cracked me up when people didn't understand when you were talking about Miami and you're thinking, you know, of course, they're thinking of Florida when you're actually talking about Ohio. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. That That always made me laugh. When I lived in South Carolina, people would say USC, and I'd say Southern California, and they'd say, no, University of South Carolina Gamecocks. And ah. I kept saying, you're not USC. USC is in California. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they, they, they have to get some kind of handle on all this, yeah. I think, because it, it gets confusing. It's so crazy. It really does get confusing sometimes. And I heard you. I subtly heard the you dropping, burying the lead, whatever you want to call it. Now, so you're saying you had an email read on the show. Is that true? Yes. I believe only one or two in a really long time ago. I just don't even really send them anymore. Sometimes yeah. I think about it. But I did do a thank you note to Tony for being there through all my ups and downs and different locations in life. And he read it. And I, I think I just had my first child. And so I sort of was like, hey, I've listened to you through so many different cities. And I'm listening to you while my baby naps. And, and so he read that. And that was nice probably back in 2008. That's oh, wow. so nice. That is nice. And and look, one or two is a lot more than some people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. so now can you go into that a little bit? Now, you kind of mentioned when you started listening, but how did you hear about Tony? Like, how did you find him? I was always a sports fan, like college football fan growing up with my dad, but didn't really get into like other sports till like after college. And I started doing more professional basketball and football And when I worked at the Medical University of South Carolina, I was in my office all day. And I believe I just started listening to ESPN radio. And I want to say it was on the internet. And I think that's when Tony was part of just the ESPN lineup after Mike and Mike in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I started listening then. And then I just, as I watched more and more sports and listened to more and more sports talk radio, the show became one of my favorites as much for the sports talk as for the community and jokes and banter. And I did really like that Tony always had on reporters and not athletes and Mm -hmm. not callers. And so I appreciated as he's talked about the, you know, smart adult conversation that would go on. And I was always really drawn to that. Now you dropped Mike and Mike. Were you listeners of them too? 
I was. Yeah, I was religiously four hours a day. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. listen to it, and I would <laughs> most times I'd record it and then just fast forward through the garbage. But right, I'll uh, always remember I was listening to Mike and Mike in the morning on September 11th, 2001. Oh wow. Oh, wow. And so, like, when people, you know, talk about what they were doing, I remember I was listening, and then I turned on the TV. But, yeah, so that's, like, my big Mike and Mike memory. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. And they cut in, right? They they did yeah, a I, thing, right? Yeah, I remember, like, Greenberg saying, okay, well, now another plane's hit. This is something different. And then they, like, switched right over to, I don't yeah. know if they kept going or not, but I switched on to something yeah, else. Yeah, so. switch over to news markets. And, um, and then what, back to Tony. So when I was listening to him, I remember him broadcasting from the ESPN restaurant or bar. Maybe the ESPN Zone? Yes. Oh, okay. And so I think that's when I was still in South Carolina. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously other listeners probably remember the timeline better of all his different places he was, but I listened through them all. And I remember I was thinking the other day how strange it was when he did Monday Night Football and everything stopped for a while. Yeah. That was always interesting to me. I was so excited when he was going to do it. But then the whole, it just seemed weird. I don't know why. Yes. But so let's uh, shift for a second. uh, And then we're going to, believe it or not, already have to take a quick break. Because you've been all over the place. I have a feeling I know where this is going. But I'm just curious. Where You said you're a big sports fan. Where do your sports allegiance lie? Like, what's your favorite pro teams? Things like that. Okay. So this is a very complicated <laughs> and annoying aspect of me. Okay. Especially all the Ohio fans really dislike me and think I'm a big bandwagon. <sighs> But my true sports story, besides being a Michigan fan, my dad did not have an NFL team. I didn't want like watch NFL till much later, like when I was out of college. Okay. So when I lived in South Carolina, I would go and watch football kind of on my own. I just kind of got into it. And I remember being at a bar and watching the Raiders Patriots snow game with Tom yeah. Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I knew Tom Brady because of Michigan, although I knew he wasn't like a big deal when he was at Michigan. Right. There was still a connection. And that game was so exciting and crazy, and I loved it. And then I remember watching the Super Bowl, and that was the first Super Bowl after September 11th with yeah. you two. And Rams, was so, you know, glad, yeah, so glad the Patriots won. And I said to myself, I'm going to become a Patriots fan. Like, it's the team I've picked, I've decided. And then obviously that worked out well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really that was well. perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> it, was, it was bandwagon, but it was early bandwagon. Yeah. So, and so- I always loved Belichick and his dryness. Mm-hmm. And I like Tom Brady's fieriness. And Gronk makes me laugh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I did fantasy football. And I remember I always had Gronk. And then I took Brady the year of deflate gate when you had the suspension oh, and then he yeah. came back all angry and i loved the scorch earth policy of yep. my scoring he did so yeah i'm definitely a patriots and brady fan so now i've hopped on the tampa bay bandwagon especially because gronk came back right oh, okay right. so you you've officially because mo- i was going to say some might say i mean your yeah. fandom is what started that whole dynasty think about it so i still root for the patriots i'm rooting for cam newton to do well it was so interesting to me last year to see if the dynasty was because of tom brady or because of belichick or a combination of (laughs) yeah i know and look honestly i think there i think it's you can sway between a combination and tom brady being the reason yeah because yeah cam newton did not look very good last year in my opinion i mean some i mean maybe because i'm so used to them dominating and then they didn't so maybe i'm a little hard on him but yeah it was just tom brady is amazing you can't take that away from him no Um, you just can't And when i lived in maryland i worked for a c-ray boat dealership 
And Brian Billick was one of our customers, spokesmen, and would come and get a boat and hang out in some of our meet and greet days. And then we did a golf tournament with some of the Ravens. So I got to meet Todd Haley and Jonathan Ogden and Kyle Bowler. And so I just kind of became sort of a Ravens fan just because of that connection. And I do really like their coach and Lamar Jackson. So I kind of root for the Ravens as well. And so, yeah, the Browns fans in Columbus just think I'm terrible. Oh, so you're no. all over the place. Okay, I love <laughs> it. Yes, I told you I'm all over. And my best friends growing up were Steelers fans. Oh, wow. They're never my team, but I watched a lot of Steelers games sure. with them. So now, your fandom lies with, I would say, the Patriots and Tom Brady, but you have a soft spot for these other teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now it's Tampa, I assume. Well, yeah. Full fledged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and I always find this interesting about Ohio. Because I always thought like, oh, it's kind of, they know what they're doing. They, this, a state that has so many different teams and franchises, they kind of know what they're doing. And what do I mean by that? And this will be interesting because you are from Columbus. There's three main cities. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. you know, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. So the outer two have the pro football and pro baseball, but no hockey. Now, Columbus has hockey, but no basketball, pro baseball, football. And no. we have soccer. Oh, right. Pardon me. Excuse me. Sorry, Simon. And (laughs) so it's just always it's so interesting to me, like how they've spread it out now. So are you a big hockey fan? I am not. Now, I have lots of friends who are big hockey and soccer fans, and I can tailgate with the best of them. But Mm -hmm. I just don't you know, my heart's not into the competition. Right. And so what about baseball? You didn't mention baseball or NBA or anything like that. Do you any? Um, growing up, my dad and brother both played baseball and I love and appreciate baseball, but never seemed to watch a lot of the regular season. Mm-hmm. However, I always watched the world series. Mm-hmm. Um, last year during the pandemic, I watched a lot of Indians and got really into the team and the lineup. Mm-hmm. And then during the off season, they traded a lot and people left and that bummed me out. So I haven't watched as much this year. But I do like watching baseball and basketball. My boyfriend in college turned me on to the Bulls and Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. So, yes, I do understand. I tend to have a uh, champion, championship <laughs> bandwagon. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. I fully, I fully own it. <laughs> That's um, true. As long as you own it, right? <laughs> so he was, he was like, yeah, we should, you know. So I, I learned to love basketball watching Michael Jordan right. and loved Steve Kerr and Dennis Rodman. And so that was great. And then I haven't kept up with NBA completely. I'm a LeBron James fan. I supported him when he went to Miami. So I tune in for mostly championships. But I have to say when The Last Dance came out, that made me so happy because it was such, you know, a dry spell in society. And that just brought back a lot of great memories of those times and all the in-depth stories. Right. All right. I'm about to admit I still have not seen that. I just, I just, it's so good. I just, I was never, I didn't like not like him or anything. I just mm-hmm. never really got into that whole, I, I, yeah, I just never got into that whole dynasty thing. And I, I'll probably go back and watch it at some point. You should watch it because it's the, it's a great documentary where it's true reality TV where they talk about like personality clashes yeah. and things that happen and they throw in really good music. And so it's just a lot more than about like the wins and losses and a lot more than about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right. Right. So are you like the Steve, the Steve Kerr episode is really good. And I have a big crush on Steve Kerr because I really like his political tweets uh-huh. and he's had, you know, lots of back problems. And I had 
back problems. And oh, so okay. I, I'm a big Steve Kerr fan. Well, Jen, we're already at time. We have to take a break. You're going to come back because we've got a lot more to, to get into here because we haven't even touched upon some things I really need to get into. So, all right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Bob Sproul from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network, your best bet in podcast entertainment. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are lucky enough to have Jen Irwin with us from Columbus, Ohio. Now, as you said in the first segment, you've been all over the place, but I do remember you saying something about living in Maryland. Yes, I lived on the eastern shore, a little town called Easton, and I worked on Kent Island, which anyone familiar with the area, it's just a little hop on a little bridge not the Bay Bridge, but I did drive over the Bay Bridge several times to go to the shore. But yeah, I lived in Maryland for about two years in 2005. Okay, so you never got to a jingle fest or chat or anything like that, right? I have not. Okay. I went to one, as it called, uh, not jingle fest, but... um, Summer of Littles. A Littles gathering Mm -hmm. two summers ago with Carla Carrada, Mm -hmm. organized one at a restaurant here in Columbus, and it was her and me and another couple. Okay, so now I promised Roxy before the break, we have to go back into this because her face lit up when you mentioned Michael Jordan and then LeBron and stuff like that because her interest lies somewhere else, Roxy. So I assume you saw Space Jam. Ironically, I don't know if I ever saw the <gasps> whole thing, but it's on my to-do to show it to my kids. Yes. Because then I figure they'll watch, and my kids are 10 and 12, yep. so I figure... And they're not really into sports, but they know I am because they know I'm watching sports when I yell a lot. Uh-huh. And so um, so I'm going to make them watch the first one yep. and then we can watch the second one together. Amazing. Right. I was going to ask that if you're if you're planning on watching the new one with LeBron. I want to go. I have to go back and watch Michael Jordan's again. It's been quite a number of years, but I am excited I mean, to do that and then maybe do a double feature of that. It's supposed to be kind of a cult classic, right? Yeah. Lasted. Yeah. And, and wouldn't we say it's more Bugs Bunny's movie? I mean, why are we saying it's Michael well, Jordan's movie? Because he's a, also a main character in <laughs> it. So it's it revolves around them helping him or him helping them. Right. Yeah. And I wonder, I don't think he does. Does Michael Jordan have a cameo at least in this new one? I would think he must, right? Oh, I would hope so. I don't, he probably doesn't. Probably not, but that's okay. Yeah. We're going to get LeBron's slammed on that. It's LeBron's movie. We now, have not done so. any homework on Space Jam at all. <laughs> I, I, I saw it, I think, the original. I think it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. So. I've seen it. Roxy's going to make me watch it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, but I think if your kids are that age, I think that was about the age I was when I got into it. And I loved the fact that it was combining sports with Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes and yeah. I wasn't super into sports. My brother was, but there was something in it for both of us to enjoy and appreciate. So um, a cool thing they have done in Columbus for many years is there's a beautiful Ohio theater downtown. And in the summer, they'll show old movies from like Hitchcock to mm. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. And then on some Saturday mornings, they'll show Looney Tunes in this oh. big, beautiful theater. Oh. And so my kids have gone down there several times. And it's just nice to take them to such a you know lovely venue. But it's something they're interested in. Yeah, we know. We've played that venue. We've played that yeah. theater. Yeah, the Ohio is gorgeous. So you said you're a member of the uh, quite a few of the Facebook groups, and you are a member of Smart and Funny, right? Correct. So have you ever done a Friday Five? I have not. Ooh. Would you want to? 
Sure. Ooh. No, I don't know what it is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my is gosh. It a question? Yeah. 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 Okay. So every Friday and on Saturday on our episodes, usually not always, but a lot of times we'll do the Friday Five on the podcast. We'll answer our, them. We'll we'll give our answers to the Friday Five, and it's just something really cool that Cool Aunt Claire started. I had to say the name, otherwise, you know, it feeds it together. Where she got it from another group, actually. Yeah. That she brought over to the Smart and Funny group. And it's just five questions. Sometimes they pertain to the show. Most times they don't because there's only so many questions about the show you can have. And she just, it's its a fun little... Yeah, it's sort of like, like icebreakers ice yeah. and, you know, sports related, non-sports related. Just like a fun thing that everyone can get involved in on the group. And then we talk about it. And then some people take it to the next level. Right. And much more levels beyond that and they do like little themed friday fives right sure it's very fun yeah yeah well, i mean yeah. we don't have anything to do with setting you up with that but yeah yeah cool aunt claire she'll might. hear this and she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll reach out i'm sure she'll reach out <laughs> i mean usually she's just taking volunteers because there's so many seriously she'll put a post up and within an hour the next three months are filled right people just jump on it and they're yeah. like oh i'll do it i want to do it you know it's it's got become so popular it's kind of yeah. cool yeah well, that's great. Yeah, I love the interaction. And I mean, I have to say that it is like most things on Facebook. I laugh where when I go to the page, a lot of times it's just the same debates over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. About Michael or golf. So I kind of move on from that. Yeah. But but yeah, I'll definitely check that out. And when we were talking about different show topics, it made me think about some of the old guests and how long I've been listening. And so then I was reminded for a time when my kids were younger, I cleaned houses with a friend of mine that had her own business. So we would drop the kids off at school and go clean a couple houses and then go pick them up and it worked great. So while I was cleaning, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I feel like that was like a lot of the junior and, oh no, I'm blanking, Bob. Bob Ryan? Bob Ryan days. I was going to say, you're going old school. (laughs) There's definitely, yeah, there's definitely guests that I miss. But then I'd say like now, like Pat Forty is one of my favorite and Lock and Fora. So yeah, I just really like all the the smart journalists he has come on and do all their in-depth discussions. Yeah, we're hoping he'll get back into the studio soon so he can Mm -hmm. start having some of these other... in the fall, maybe. Yeah, well, I'm hoping sooner because they've been kind of teasing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But eh, we'll see. But yeah, I miss all those fun guests that he'd have in the studio with him. And then, like you said, these call-in guests that were just great. But some of the, the more recent ones are, are fantastic. And the whole story with Pat Forty and his daughter making the yes, Olympic team. Yes, that was very fun to follow on the Facebook oh, yeah. page. I really appreciated the people giving the updates about the sixth mm-hmm. person yep. being the alternate and all mm-hmm. this. So yes, that was great. Yeah, I mean, he made it sound so cut and dry and it really wasn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean it was he was just trying to be a you could tell he was trying to he's a proud father but he's trying to be a journalist at the right. same time which that must just be so difficult right and if I may give a quick shout out to a, a guy I went to high school with his son was just uh, drafted by the New York Yankees oh great you, yeah you can tell he's trying to be obviously a proud dad but he's also just trying to be subtle about it and right like, like you know not super braggy, but yet you could tell he wants right. to be. Well, it's also, be, it's know? a story because they're from upstate New York. Yeah. Obviously, their favorite team is the Yankees. Right. It's like this ridiculous dream come true. Yeah. I mean, now who knows what it'll amount to, mm-hmm. you know, if he'll ever actually get to pitch at the stadium right. and stuff like that. But at this point, it's like, who cares? Right. You know, it's uh-huh. like he was drafted by the New York freaking Yankees. So. Yeah. so I also found this interesting, actually, before when you were listing off your teams, but you did live in Maryland. Now, do you not follow any of the Washington teams at all? 
I follow them and talk about them randomly to people based on my history with the Tony Kornheiser show. And it is a funny part of my life where I will say, oh, yeah, you know, RG3 doesn't know how to get out of bounds and always gets hit. And <laughs> just random different things. Washington's closers are terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will kind of just look at me and I'll say, oh, it's based on a podcast I listen to and the, the guys in Washington, D.C. So I feel like I have lots of like random information about DC teams that oh, yeah. people don't understand why I have it since I don't follow them. Right. I felt like I was very invested in the Capitals winning, uh-huh. even though I had like never watched a game and yeah. had no idea what they looked like until like the championship celebrations, but knew all their nicknames and knew the, you know, it was, you know, had opinions about Trotsky and stuff. So sure. it's just funny all this information the littles carry around about dc traffic and weather teams (laughs) that we have no direct correlation to right oh no it's and i say this all the time so what about the world series win too i mean that was incredible as well yes yes and then when i say soto people someone one time said to me like are you being racist and i was like no that's how someone's little kid says it like like they have no idea what you're talking about right right (laughs) just ignore me Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, I love that clip, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because I've adapted them, they are like my National League team. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still not a big hockey fan, so uh, sorry, Bobby. Uh-huh. Can't go there. But as far as the baseball, for sure, and even the Washington football team a little bit now. Yes. Because being yes. from New York, we have to watch a lot of that East Coast, New Jersey Giants football. And so they're always on, it seems like. And I just really enjoy listening or watching them and then hearing about them rant on it, you know, on the podcast all right. the time. Yes. And it's sort of like with the local Browns fans that are always hopeful on the weekend and then miserable on Monday. <laughs> um, I loved coming in and hearing all the guests like lose their mind over the Washington football team. I'm thinking of, like David Aldridge. Yeah. And I feel like at a national level, maybe people kind of realize how popular the football team was in Washington and how it's changed over the years. But I don't feel like you would really get a sense of that unless you listen to the podcast about, you know, it was the hardest ticket to get and how things have changed so much and just all their quarterback struggles and coach struggles and things like the maroon and gold. Is that it? So, yeah, so things like that amused me that I never would have picked up on before if I didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's amazing how much unuseful knowledge you can have, you know, for like water cooler talk or whatever. And it's great. You know. But I do. I, I consider them like my National League baseball team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they do play in the same conference as my football team, so I can't really adopt them there. But I do follow them very closely. And I've referred to the Orchid before and people don't know who I'm referring ah. to. Yeah. That's excellent. So, well, Jen, we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast here. Now, of course, we can't let you go without some of our classic fun, dumb questions, if that's okay. That is fine. Uh, Roxy, what do we got? How come I always go to the deep questions first? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll get us back on track. Because see, when we say that, I, I hope people don't take that offense to that. Like when I'm saying like Roxy's not doing the right thing. But <laughs> I mean, I pride it on like they're dumb and she'll, she'll go right to the, like the more serious, yeah, I, they, interesting questions that people would actually want to hear. They just pop into my head first. See, so. I mean, she's what drives the boat here. So anyway, go ahead, Roxy. So what has been your greatest accomplishment? Well, I have to say being a mom, uh-huh. but after that being said, I guess like the thing I'm the most proud of is I was really proud that I just kind of picked up and moved after college, as you said, like without a job and things lined up because I just right. kind of wanted to have an adventure. So moving to 
a new state and a new place without knowing anyone was probably the thing I'm kind of most proud that I did. Yeah, that is so cool. That is so cool. Do you want to stay with the serious questions? Do you have another one? Nope, I don't. That was the only one I had. (laughs) Okay. Chuck's turn. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would it be? (laughs) Hmm. From any cartoon, like Disney included? Oh, of course. Pixar. We'll even put Pixar in there. Oh, I know. If I could be a cartoon character for a week, I think I'd have to say The Little Mermaid because I always pretended to be a mermaid in the pool when I was younger. Me too. (laughs) Now, if I could be an animal, I'd be an otter. So that's kind of along the same line. Yeah. Oh, cool. Now, do you know the songs from Little Mermaid? Yes. You want to give us a little... I will not sing for you. (laughs) The Littles want to know. No. My uh, my kids and I are very into musicals. And so we sing Hamilton and Newsies. Mm. Oh, nice. Amazing. Um, next question. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Who would play me in a movie of my life? There is an actress who was in a movie with Brad Pitt when he's like the devil. Mm-hmm. And someone told me I look like her once, but I can't think of her name. Interesting. It was called Meet Joe Black. Claire Forlani. Oh, oh. Meet Joe Black. I never saw that. I, I've okay. heard, heard of it, it. obviously. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. We have to check that out. Can I say that I don't know if that she looks like me at all, but if I could pick someone to play me, I'd like to pick Emily Blunt because I just think she's really cool. She is sure. I especially like her in A Quiet Place, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to seeing the sequel. So I would I would pick her if I got to pick. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. We 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 actually encourage some people just pick someone who's been nominated for an Oscar like 20 times, so you know, (laughs) so you you know it'll be good. Or uh, kind of on that realm, do you have a favorite movie quote? My favorite movie quote is, I'll think about that tomorrow, or I'll worry about that tomorrow. Do you know what quote, what movie that's from? Hmm. I'm stumped. We might need the chatter trivia team on this one. Um, well, I also didn't do it justice with my recreation, but it's from Gone with the Wind. Oh. oh right. Classic. My, yeah, that's one of the first movies I remember loving and watching a lot. Yeah. And especially this past year and everything being so chaotic and having my kids being at home and trying to work and school, my mom would ask me something and I'd say, that's tomorrow. I'll think about that tomorrow. Yeah. I'll worry about that tomorrow. Oh. So I always felt like Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. And another quick one, kind of, I, I'm, this is weird, Roxy. I'm kind of getting into the deep ones this time. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? Um, it's not childhood, it's more like adolescence, but there was... You could be a, like, well, last um, week I did this. No. <laughs> I was on the newspaper staff of my high school, and I was a junior, and the editor was a senior, and he was a guy, and he was also quarterback of the football team. Now, we didn't have a great football team, but I really liked that he was on the football team and sure. editor of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, uh-huh. and I had a crush on him. And he was real down to earth and him and his girlfriend broke up. And I heard this through the newspaper gossip line. And then I decided to just put myself out there. So I called him up one night and, you know, we never talked on the phone or anything. I called him up and I said, hey, you, I said, I just wanted you to know if you needed a date for prom, I'm available. (laughs) Wow. can Can we stop there for a second? Did you actually know his name, though? Yes. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure you. Okay, go yes, on. We were, we were friends. We were friendly. He was a very nice guy. Oh, okay. We weren't that close, but oh, we were friends. I, mean, right. I knew him. And so, drum roll, um, please. So, yeah. So, I said, if you need a date for prom, I'm available. And, and he paused and very politely said, Well, thank you. That's really nice of you. 
And I said, okay, bye. And then uh, he did not ask me to prom. I kind of have a similar story, but that's great. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> so my friends, when I you know, tell that story, they're like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, I know it sounds so embarrassing now, but at the time I thought, Maybe I just watched a lot of too many John Cusack movies. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. you know, maybe he really likes me, but doesn't like know how to approach me. Yeah. And looking back, it's hilarious because he was Mr. Popularity. But yeah. I thought, I'm, I'm just going to let him know just in case he's wondering. Yeah. And I mean, so. You know what? Good for you. That's, that's great. great. To me, that's like, <laughs> I, you know what? I wouldn't even categorize that as the most embarrassing. I would say that was like the greatest thing you did in high school. That took I mean, a to, lot of courage. No, right. To courage and to put mm-hmm. yourself out there and, you know, pick yourself up off the mat, so to speak, after the fact, because he didn't accept the invitation, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, it's funny. In our business, we say that all the time. You, you have to put yourself out there. Right. If, if you just yeah. don't put yourself out there, casting agents, people like that, you know, orchestra leader, you know, whatever, you know, conduct, they're not going to know you're out there. They're not going to know you're interested. Yeah. And, and you're, of course, you're like, of course I'm interested. I want a job, you know, right. but it's like, you got to put yourself out there. I always say the answer is always no if you don't ask. Yeah. Exactly. So. You already have no, well, and, so you might as well ask. And I- I feel like it showed I at least had good judge of character because mm-hmm. he handled it so politely and yeah. he was a good guy. That's it good wasn't on the morning him. announcements he, the he, next day. He was, wor- <laughs> he was worthy of my crush. Sure. So. Gotcha. Well, Jen, we, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a great time. Now, is there any, how can we get in touch with you and to come meet you at Summer of Littles 3.1 if any locals want to do that? Can we, are you, you're on Twitter and all that, right? I'm on Facebook more than Twitter. Okay. And actually, I'm tagged in one of the pictures from the previous Littles thing where I'm holding a sign that says Littles. Oh, cool. So you can find me on Facebook and any of the groups under Jen Irwin, I-R-W-I-N. And I'm, we'll be happy to let you know how you can come join us at the Columbus Clippers game. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. So, and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? It's totally over. And I am the type of person, if I'm at someone else's house, I switch the toilet paper so it's correctly coming Ah, over. good ah. for you. You're, you're our like, favorite. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic because... We just always love hearing those stories about people that actually have the guts to do that. So passionate about it. Now, Chuck, (laughs) just for the record, Chuck, I'll go the other way. I am such a good host that if I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's actually just my mother-in-law. She's a big under. So if she's coming to visit, I will actually flip it if I know she's coming and then I flip it right back because I'm just, I mean, (laughs) and she does notice. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that she notices because I didn't know if she notices or not. So I just, it's, it's kind of an inside joke with us. So. Good for you. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> Good. Well, that's very polite of you. So, all right, Jen. Thanks so much. Hope you guys have a great turnout for Summer of Little 3.1. Yeah. Bravo to whoever came up with that idea uh, to go to a baseball game. Jen, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for having me. All right. All you loyal littles, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Jen, for coming on. More fun stories. And I can't wait to hear all about after tonight's big Columbus baseball game that they're going to for Summer of Littles. That's such a clever idea. I mean, it's not going to be nearly as good as Hurley's, but it is what it is. So anyway, uh, hey, you two, let's get to the Friday Five. These come from Sam Angle. This is actually a lot of fun. He did a themed one. He's obviously a deadhead, as he says. So they're all based on because, as we know, he says, welcome, everyone, to the Friday Five. We are on the eve of one of the high 
holy days of the Littles calendar. But we are also in the midst of the holy days of the Deadhead calendar, the days between, spelled D-A-Z-E, which runs annually from August 1st, Jerry Garcia's birthday, to August 9th, the anniversary of his passing. So these are all based on the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia. Okay, so question number one. Jerry Garcia once said of the Grateful Dead, we're like licorice. Not everyone likes licorice, but the people who like licorice really like licorice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> What's something that you really like a lot of people can't stand, Roxy? First thing that comes to mind is pineapple on my pizza. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really mm, good. I do love that too. You Try like it too, it. Simon? You might like oh, it. Oh, love pineapple on pizza. So Seriously, good. people? Okay, I don't yeah, know. I don't know why can... people have such an issue with it. It's delicious. What do you mean? They it's either a, love it or hate it. You don't put fruit on a freaking pizza. I'm sorry. You either love it or yeah, hate it. Yeah, why not? Just like you put tomato on a pizza. That's a fruit. Tomato. So. tomato. I don't know about that. Can we get a Can yeah. we get a separate ruling on that? Now, I mean, some people can laugh at me because I do put fruit in my beer. You know, obviously, I'm a big Blue Moon, Shock Tap type beer drinker. So, well, so an orange yeah. makes sense, or a lime well, in a but Corona. Does it? That's my point. So, right. just like I'm saying, who, does who pineapple. came up with this anti-pineapple rule? Like, I, I feel know. like one. I think one cool person, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, Steve is so cool, and he thinks pineapple's bad." So, like, let's make this a thing. <laughs> like, it's delicious. Right? It's, it's so, so good. good. All right. All right, Simon, what's number two? Because otherwise we're opening a whole nother episode of the Littles podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Send uh, in your emails, Littles. All right, number two. Perhaps my favorite lyric in all of music comes from Scarlet Begonias. Once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Tell us about something in your life, a place, a person, experience, etc., that turned out to be a very pleasant surprise. Well, it's actually two things. So first is Chuck coming into my life. Um, and then the second thing is all the littles coming into my life. I mean, come on. Right, it's easy. Yeah. Sucking up. yeah, but it's easy and, the- and it's true. Y'all have changed my life for the better. Aww. Yeah. It's like, it's like the song from Wicked. So I guess I better go and say, well, when Roxy walked into my, you know. Blah, yeah, when, blah, I dis- blah. when I discovered pineapple and pizza, it was. Ooh, yeah. It turned oh, out to be a very cool. pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's number, what's number three? Am I reading this one? Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. You just got to poke around. What's something you love about your hometown that would be off the beaten path for a normal tourist? I got this one. Okay. So I live in Essex in a little village called Wickham Bishops, but it's about five minutes away from a town called Tiptree, or a village Tiptree, which you've probably seen jam, some of the finest jam in the world. It's everywhere in shops, it's called Tiptree Jam, and it's all made about five minutes from where I live. So there's like a little factory tour you can do, and then you get afternoon tea at the end of it, and it's delicious, and the jam is amazing. You'll notice it, it's, it's like the British jam. If you're in stores and you'll see all the jams, and then you'll see Tip Tree. Look for it. That's uh, that's my local local jam. Wow, nice. that's neat. I don't think we have anything, Roxy. I mean, I grew up in a town called Stuyvesant, New York. It wasn't until I was like eighteen or twenty, something like that, when I found out mm. what how it was named, and mm-hmm. Peter Stuyvesant sailed down the Hudson River and just landed there. There's nothing there. Like that's why I wanted yeah. to get out, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a cute little home, small town. One one blinking light. Not even like a solid light. Uh, there's no like fast food restaurant. There's nothing. I mean, it's yeah. just a small upstate New York, small town, lots of farms. Yeah. I would say we have the seawall and we oh, yeah, have yeah. Booth Memorial Park, which is actually where the chapel is located where we yes. got married. Well, now it's very um, Yeah, right. You know, because, because of us. That's where Chuck and Roxy got married. Yes. Right. Uh, okay. But the, the actual park complex yeah. is, is very cute and beautiful and eclectic and, and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, shout out to your mom and dad who got us this really, really nice painting of said yes, chapel that we got. It's beautiful. It's really nice. We have to hang it up. Yeah, we have to hang that up. All right. All right. Next question. Bird song, which appeared on the acoustic album Dead Reckoning in 1980, was the Dead's tribute to their friend Janis Joplin. All I know is something like a bird within her sang. All I know, she sang a little while and then flew on. A Friday Five based on the Grateful Dead wouldn't be complete without a little melancholy. They are the dead, after all. So remember someone special to you who has passed on and what they did in your life that was so special. All right. Uh, we don't want to go too, too deep. <laughs> I'll go with this one. I, it's the first, I don't know why, I, obviously because it had to do with music and everything. It, it was the first person I thought of. She was like a second mom to me. It was the very nice woman that I did my sophomore year student teaching with. Uh, her name was B. Loftus, and I learned so much from her. I can't, it's just, she was a mentor. She was everything. She was everything to me. I mean, she took me in. I, I just, it's hard to talk about this stuff, but she, one, I will say this real quick. One of the many things that sucks about being in the business, I'm just going to say it, it sucks, is trying to do things that normal people do, like go to Jingle Mm -hmm. Fests, Mm -hmm. go to things like that. Visit people. Visit people. Well, one of the hardest is when you're on the road on the West Coast and someone passes away that's near and dear to you, but it's not like your grandmother or your real mother or someone very, and uh, it was about four years ago and yeah, and they asked me to be a a pallbearer and I was honored and I couldn't get there. I tried as hard as I could. Uh, They even scheduled it on a Monday, which is my travel day, but because it was in a very small town with no real airports nearby in upstate New York to get to the Albany airport and then drive the four hours it was going. It was, it just wasn't going to work out. And the daughters understood. They tried to talk me off, you know, the the cliff of being very upset about it and everything. But yeah, I mean, she taught me so much and I owe so much to her and uh, she's greatly missed. All right, let's do number five. In 1987, 22 years after their formation, the Grateful Dead earned their first and only top 10 hit with Touch of Grey. They even made a music video which got tons of airplay on MTV back when MTV showed music videos. So here's your chance to share some of your own musical tastes since you've been subjected to mine. Post a link to one of your favorite music videos and tell us why you chose it. All right. Well, we're obviously not. Well, we could post links later after we post the episode. Mm-hmm. Simon, do you have any? Well, the link I would want you to post would be Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, just so we could rickroll people. So, <laughs> yeah. But I guess I've kind of given that one away. But yeah, yeah. I okay. love a bit of Rick Astley. Love a good Rick roll. That's a good, yeah. yeah. Mine actually, I think, are going to surprise some of y'all. Well, maybe not, because I know a lot of you don't know me that well, but I was always like the artistic side of the music videos. Mm-hmm. And so, not just like. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, cause I enjoy a lot of music. I grew up with music videos. That was like the height. I'm the perfect age group. I remember when MTV started mm-hmm. and then sadly ended. I mean, I know it's still there, but it's not really. The artistic value that Michael Jackson put into his videos mm-hmm. just always blew me away. Obviously Thriller, yeah, yeah. which was just groundbreaking yeah. and just yeah. the millions he put into that and it showed. And it was like watching a mini movie. Uh, it wasn't just play the song, walk on the beach, sing, and then, or even, and I mean, even some of them, like, there were a couple Huey Lewis and the news got creative. I, I, it was the creativity that I loved. Yeah. I mean, Aha, Take On Me was one of the most, I mean, I have so many of them. Ooh, I, I, I don't one. really have one, but uh, all of Michael Jackson's, uh, the, the Take On Me just uh, came up in my head from Aha. And uh, mm-hmm. so, all right, so there, I have many, but those are like two of my favorites. Go ahead, Roxy. Let's go to the mall. Oh, my God. (laughs) How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, for those of you that (laughs) you have to watch How I Met Your Mother to understand that (laughs) reference. 
one of the characters gets outed as a teen pop star, basically like Tiffany, Tiffany or yep. De- Deborah Gibson, as she likes to be called now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a play on that. And uh, yep. it's actually a very catchy it's song, very unfortunately. Catchy. <laughs> <laughs> they did well with that on the How I Met Your Mother show. All right. Simon, did you have one? I, I, well, I, I guess Oops, I Did It Again is if I really had to choose. Oh, I mean, that's you a know, good one. I don't think I've seen Britney. that one. It's a great one. It's got the storyline. Britney. You know. I forgot. She goes it, down yeah. and gets it. Gets the it's the Titanic kind well, of thing. Well, that's how old I am that I'm making reference to Tiffany and Debbie Gibson, and well, of course no, me forgetting. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, give her credit where credit's due. Britney was she's another change. incredible. Yeah, follow she was her on Instagram. Yeah. She's still moving oh, she's and shaking. Follow. And <laughs> I mean, she's got a whole lot of crap going on in her life, but yeah. I hope the best for her. And yeah, she was and is incredible. For your generation. For my probably. generation. Yeah, see, that's what absolutely. I mean. We all have our absolutely. people I for do our recall generation. watching her music videos. I was more into listening than watching, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's awesome. I could sing her on karaoke, I think. Oh. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe later karaoke, today. Maybe I don't that. think Hurley's has karaoke, no, but that's don't. a shame if they don't. <laughs> after party? <laughs> maybe. Oh, after party. Maeve, you heard that. All right, Roxy, we got to get out of here. We've got to get dressed and get ready to get yeah. over to Hurley. So. I got my accessories. I'm so Oh, she's got her accessories. About. You want to make sure you see those. <laughs> Roxy, quick, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And run over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts and give us a nice rate and review. Simon, thank you so much for being with us today again. We're always, so excited. Always. It's so yeah. exciting. You're, we physically see you. This is so much fun. And, and we're about to go party. And we're you. about to go party and celebrate. <laughs> so everyone, right. Simon is out of the closet. Woo! He's ready to go. Let's do this. Real quick again, thank you, Jen Irwin, for coming on as our Meet the Littles guest. And Bob Sproul and Kim Wilson, two L's, for our bumpers this week. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, why are you shopping online Just tonight? Be at Summer of Littles. You should be at Summer of Littles. Let's go, everyone. Now that I can see them in front of me, just so everyone knows, Chuck is wearing just the strangest bikini. Uh, it's like a mankini. Did you just say mankini? <laughs> yeah, it's a mankini.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.